Don't worry about it, you can change your mindset. I know I said that I would return to my normal episodes, but I still can't ignore what's going on currently. I'm working on a new episode, but today I decided to quickly make this in order to clarify my thoughts from the last episode and also propose some ways to help. If you go to nymag.com strategist, there's an article called 115 Ways to Donate to Black Lives and Communities of Color, which covers major organizations that contribute directly to the current Black Lives Matter movement. There will be a direct link to that on the Instagram. If you don't wish to donate, then at least speak up. With whatever platform you feel comfortable, let people know why and how they should help. And if you're fine with protesting in person, by all means go for it. Any way you can help is valuable. And before I dive into my own personal thoughts, know that I'm definitely not an expert about this topic. So if there's anything you feel I missed or got wrong, please let me know through my Gmail, the don't worry about it podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to this podcast on other platforms too through my URL, anchor.fm slash don't worry about it. Okay, with all that covered, let's get into a more in-depth view on my perspective on racism in America. Things don't just happen. No one just discriminates. They're influenced by a prejudiced society. Murder is never accidental. People kill out of hate. They aren't angry for the sake of being angry. They were betrayed by a country who was sworn to protect them. There's a reason that almost half of students suspended are black, even though they only make up 15% of the total U.S. student enrollment. There is a reason that something as simple as their name determines the amount of callbacks a black person gets from their job resume. And there is a reason that black people are six times more likely than white people to be arrested for similar use of drugs. Systemic racism in America isn't just a belief. It's real, and it's hurting the entire black community. Let me ask you, when you were a kid, or if you are a kid, where did the house you live in come from? Probably your parents. Where did they get their house from? I'm betting from their parents too. Now let's go back to the Jim Crow era, when black people were inferior by law to their white counterparts. During a time where a black person couldn't so much as get a drink of water without having to travel to a dirty and unkept water fountain. Whether you like it or not, wealth and equity is passed down through each generation and is undoubtedly a factor in most people's success. So what if your ancestors were the black people forced to drink from disgusting water fountains, forced to learn at the worst schools, forced to have the lowest income jobs, forced to have a life where success was never a possibility? Those people would have nothing to pass down to their children, while the wealthy white families could ensure comfortable lives for theirs. And now, a hundred years later, African Americans still face oppression in America. Sure, have we gotten better about it? I'd say so, but not enough. We think we have because, I mean, 
we have made everything accessible to white people, accessible to black people, but not really. Because just opening up everything doesn't automatically mean equality. Remember how I was talking about the wealth and equity being passed down? No matter what you open up won't account for the economic disparity between the white and black communities that started over a century ago. Just because a nice home in a nice neighborhood is available to a black family, just because a college is accepting of black students, doesn't mean it is a realistic opportunity when you lack the proper resources. Is it possible to grow up poor and eventually become rich? Yes, but there's a reason it's called an American dream. And I haven't even acknowledged the prejudices held by most Americans. The prejudices that cause the police to assume a black man has a gun when he's simply reaching for his wallet. That cause business owners to believe that all black people are lazy and prevent hardworking individuals from accomplishing their goals. The inequality is clear, which is why the protests going on right now are so important. They are bringing awareness to an issue that was once invisible to most people. Please continue to speak out. Please continue to donate. Please continue to support, because black lives do matter. Okay, that's it for the episode. I'd like to make it clear that I was not labeling all black people as being poor, because obviously that's not true. I was explaining how history has had an impact on black and white communities overall. But that's not to say that there's not rich black people or poor white people. Some people have the false perception that if it's in the past, then it's in the past. And I wanted to provide information that contradicts that belief. I'm also aware that policies like the redlining in the 1960s still affects African Americans today too. But I wanted to focus on the Jim Crow example for this episode. Please email me thoughts for future episodes and I will try to get another one out in the next few days. Thanks for listening. Don't worry about it, we've all got our problems. Don't worry about it, together we can solve them. Don't worry about it, you can change your mindset.